Hello everyone, this is Amir Seth and you're listening to the Viva Visa podcast by Atamila Group. In this episode, due to the emails we got through the last few days about confidentiality and how our law firm deals with your cases, we figured out that the best way to answer your questions would be through case studies concerning the client's confidentiality. So the cases that Kusha will discuss are real and, of course, not easy to talk about uh, in a media like a podcast. But because of the questions we got, we need to be more explicit about uh, the situations and circumstances. So please stay with us and thanks for listening and let's begin. Hey, Kusha. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Kusha, would you describe uh, a little bit about the confidentiality of the sieges cases, why they are confidential and why they have to be confidential? Oh my God, I mean, that's a great question. Okay, uh, let me just uh, start by laying out um, confidentiality um, and uh, the, the definition of confidentiality and where it applies. So starting by laying out um, between a client and uh, and the attorney, there is always a provision that covers uh uh, attorney-client confidentiality. This means that uh, communication that is done between the attorney and client are, uh, for the most part, are kept as confidential. In regards to Sages cases, uh, we are dealing with one more layer of confidentiality because um, we are dealing with juvenile cases. These are minor cases. Now, it, if I could break it down in two different um, steps or two different uh, areas, uh, USCIS, um, I think they do a pretty good job in keeping this type of cases confidential um, because number one, they're juvenile cases, they're minor cases, and number two, these are victim-based cases. You know, these are children who were neglected, abused, and or abandoned by uh, by their parents or you know, mm-hmm. uh, significant others or whatever. Um, so, so USCIS takes a a pretty good precaution in keeping the, this type of information confidential. So um, uh, there are sometimes like you cannot make certain inquiries regarding the case and the addresses need to be changed with certain departments. So uh, they, they do a pretty good job in keeping the cases confidential. Uh, on the state court level, the predicate order, this is when we do the uh, in the first step, uh, first stage, as, uh, as I explained in our uh, previous uh, podcast, uh, state courts also do a pretty good job in keeping this type of cases confidential. So, for example, in family law, when we do the petition to establish paternity and also sigis findings, the cases are you know, you get a case number for every case and you cannot like have any sort of access to it online because they're uh, for minors and they're, they're confidential. Um, there are different um, type of layers 
that are set to protect the miners, but I'll, I'll go uh, a little more in detail uh, and talking about this type of cases as well. Sure, but you know, I think it's at some point, it's uh, the, the cases are engaged with some, as mentioned, um, criminals and something like that, right? What do you mean? For example, if the guy is neglected by parents and the parents, one of them is not, is, is abusive one, you know, and uh, that, then that case is a little bit complicated. It's just not about the kid. It's about abusing someone. So that kid wants to get, uh, get away from that parent, that partner's. Right, right. So it's 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 not easy, like an easy case that we want to handle that. That's why maybe it's a little bit confidential. The question that they have is that when the uh, clients come to your office, mm-hmm. how you deal with these type of uh, the, uh, information and uh, and and how um, how how you? I believe your question is how do we manage to keep this type of information confidential? Uh, you, yes, that one. Right. But the second one is that that level of the emotion that the guy has mm-hmm, over there, mm-hmm. how you engage, because it's not easy that I come to your office and say, okay, I have this problem. You know, usually it's, it, there's a story. Maybe it's, it takes maybe some, some session that you talk to them to understand what is right, all behind right, the Right, 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 right. Okay, I, I, I can break it down. Uh, so um, I, just to rephrase your question, how do our firm or our staff deal right. with, with this right. type of cases and to keep in the client's mm-hmm. case confidential. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, starting from the first uh, uh, part of your question, our, sta- uh, our staff are very well trained in dealing with uh, uh, minor and confidential cases. Um, I need to rephrase that these type of cases are very sensitive uh, you're, you're dealing with minors, or even if the minor is not giving us the declaration, it's the parents is the, who is usually giving us the story. And in both events, you are dealing with uh, clients uh, who have had experience, uh, traumatizing experience. So talking about this type of uh, events and experiences can re-traumatize uh, our client or um, or, 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 or the child. So, uh, we, uh, depend, each case is, each case and each individual is different. But, um, you know, I've done too many of these cases and sure. I've, yes, yeah, way too many mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> and, and I, our staff are very well trained in dealing with, um, clients. So, for example, uh, if we're doing a declaration, uh, with a client, um, and the, 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 the facts involved in the case are very graphic. Um, we usually uh, either have the client just come f- for smaller sessions, so we don't do the whole thing in one day. We break it down, or we mm-hmm. give the clients a lot of mm-hmm. you know break time so that they can they to can, feel a bit safe and secure. And then exactly, right. we do that right. extremely well. You know, um, clients our clients feel very safe and secure at our office, so they can tell us everything. And that way, the more we know about the facts, the more we can uh, do our job as lawyers and uh, as lawyers to push for the rights of our clients. So the more facts we know, the better we can present. The, the story to the judge so they can understand the experiences that the child has, uh, you know, uh, has experienced. So that's one way to deal with these cases. In terms of uh, your second part of your question, dealing with mm-hmm. confidentiality, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> we had never had an incident where uh, uh, there was a, 
uh, disclosure of confidential information uh, without the client's information or within the bounds of law. You know, so uh, we are very, 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 and I'm going to say very three more times, very, very, very mm. um, uh, cautious about disclosing any confidential information. Now, uh, something that this uh, actually brings to my mind uh, is, uh, so, for example, uh, this is a very typical uh Situation, and I know. Uh, I mean, you you have a different question, but I I, I want to talk about this. This is very right, important. Right, it's okay. I really want to talk about this. So, we have situations where, for example, uh, mom comes to our office with his son, and son is either seventeen years old, eighteen, fifteen, whatever it is, and uh, mom retains our services for a serious case for the the son. In this case, for example, mom is seventeen years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we go, we move forward with the case. And at the beginning of our uh, representation, I tell mom that, you know, this is son's case. You're paying our firm, but this is son's case. So that means Mm. um, you may disagree with certain methods of my approach, but any sort of recommendation mom makes, I will take that into consideration Mm. And I will not even do it if it's contrary to the interests of my client, because in that situation, the child is my mm. client. So mom is paying me right, or our right, firm, but the client is is the child in this case. I mean, depending on the contracts and everything. But mm. us- usually, my job. I've had situations where you know, uh, mom or or someone who is paying for the legal fees have said, "Oh yeah, you got to do this," and I'm like, you know what? Maybe not. Right. You know, maybe not because my job is to, or maybe you should tell this to my son or my nephew or my grandson. I'm like, no, that it doesn't work that way. Uh, our job is to, uh, uh, what's the word? Let me let me see. I I did have enough coffee, but my brain <laughs> uh, is to protect. Maybe no, is to push forward uh-huh. the the rights of our right. clients. Okay, right. that right. That's 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 uh, so. So in terms of uh, answering your question, uh, we are very well experienced in dealing with uh, our clients who have traumatized experience, and then we take uh, excessive amount of care in keeping clients' cares uh, confidential. You know, since it is important for the court that. The case and the story must be right, true, and uh, you know, based on the facts. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people maybe they they don't want to open up very open to talk about what happened to them, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they come up with some stories and stuff like that. So your job is actually to find out what was the real scenario behind this scene mm-hmm. and what it was all about, and mm-hmm. then put it in a way that can convince the court that. This guy, this this client, uh, is eligible to get that uh, type of um, visa, right? The relief. Uh, well, well, the type of serious findings. Right. Uh, the the visa would be with USCIS. Right, 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 right. So you mean like the the the, the first stage? Yes. Right. The mm-hmm. first stage. The the question that they have: What about the court hearing? Let oh. us about uh, let us know about the measures taken to keep uh, confidentiality. Oh my God, that's that's a fantastic question, Amir. Okay, so. Um, 
it's it's extremely delicate because um, you know you have a client who has come to your office and has disclosed certain information that have never been disclosed to anyone before. Okay, now uh, not only you're dealing with an anxious client um, who has provided this information to you, now the client has to appear before the judge and in a in in a court. You know, in an open hearing, and then may have to even talk about this stuff. Right. So um, there, there is a great solution for it. Um, so Sage's cases uh, uh, at the state court level are are confidential to its level of max that it is. Uh, it, usually, judges do not go in detail talking about the events that happen. If they do, uh, we ask the court uh, to conduct a confidential hearing, which means everyone in the courtroom has to leave, because you know, court judge. Well, of course, yes. yes. So, so of course, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be the judge, my client, and sometimes the even uh, parents are kept outside. You know. Depending really? on yes, 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 yes. Depending on who is the petitioner on the cases, so hmm. excessive measures are taken to protect the confidential information of minors. And sometimes, uh, so for certain cases, like if mom was raped, you know, yeah, yeah, and the child was born as, mm. as a result, and uh, the child does not know the facts of the case or the incidents that happened, we don't want to. Traumatize the 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 child by letting uh, letting them know about the information. So in these type of cases, uh, usually the trials are kept outside the courtroom. If the judge decides to go in detail of the factual factual allegations of the case and talk about it, so so uh, close hearings. I had a case where uh, I I had to not even just like my, my first initial reaction was as soon as the hearing started, I I, I asked to have a. Um, you know, meeting uh, in in the judge's chamber, so I can talk wow. about. You know, the case was pretty pretty graphic. You know, oh, pretty really? difficult. Yes, yes. So maybe maybe we have to cover it for next. Uh, I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. Right. Uh, of course, I'm not going to discuss. Right, uh, right. Yes, 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 yes. Right, it's right. Good it's it's it, it can it can. I I would like to, our listeners to know that uh, they're not going to go out in the open court and right. have all this stuff right. that happened to them. Uh, in open court where everyone can hear right. it, so that's that's not going to happen. Uh, and and our office and I am actually very sensitive to that mm. um, area of of, uh, of of these cases. So you know, uh, close cases sometimes uh, you know meetings in chamber um, cases are very very kept confidential because they are uh, juvenile cases and there are, these cases are for minors under the age of eighteen for purpose of state. Uh, definition. So I, I do believe that uh, family law courts and guardianship courts do a pretty good job at keeping this type of cases confidential and their information confidential. Hmm. And uh, for example, anything happened to the case, even after closing the case, everything will stay, we will, we will be confidential, right? Okay, so so for example, if a, if you have a case in uh, guardianship court probate, uh, usually if there are any notes that are left on the case uh, following the hearing, the notes are cleared. Um, uh, so so the, no one can access those uh, mm. information on the case mm. unless mm. unless the client or whoever that had uh, 
was given authorized uh-huh. uh, uh, authorized access to this type of cases. And for like family law cases, uh, I think they even take a stronger measure to protect mm-hmm. these type mm-hmm. of cases. So when you're issued a case number, even you cannot even look up the case number online because because it shows as as if it doesn't exist, which I uh, really like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, it's not available on no, internet. No, it's not. It's not public information wow, because, cool. like, for example, if you decide to sue me for whatever reason, um, you know, that case becomes confidential. So if you, like, for example, sue me for a car accident or a defamation or whatever, you put the case number in there, you can see it. You know, it's public information, but. These type of cases are not public information because they uh, have they 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 uh, they involve cases for minors and their information are co- are kept confidential. Good, great. If you want to leave us with one specific tip about the confidentiality, what would that be? Because we are getting close to the last moment of this episode. Um, the one tip that I can provide to our listeners is that whatever you tell us at our office is going to stay in that office and it's not going to go anywhere. And the more um, honest they are with providing the factuals of the case, the easier it is for us to uh, help them and get them the, the sigis predicate order and later on a, a green card. Perfect. Okay, Kusha. Thanks for joining us, and I want to say thank you to our listeners. I hope you enjoyed and learned from today's episode. Make sure to check out the show notes with the description for access to our website, and also make sure to share this episode with your friends and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. We really appreciate hearing feedback from you, so please share a review for this episode or check out our website and ask your questions. We are located in 21031 Ventura Boulevard, suite number 76. Woodland Hills, California 91364. You can also call us at 213-204-6500. Until the next episode, take care and bye.